Well, I didn't really know what to do with this request, so uh, I know you're snooker loopy nuts, so here we go. I might as well, rather than just talking, I might as well try and sing it. So, uh, snooker loopy nuts are we, me and him and them and me. We'll show you what we can do with a load of balls and a snooker cue. Pot the red, then screw back for the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Snooker loopy nuts are we. We're all snooker, loopy, bum Hello and welcome to another episode of the Snooker Loopy podcast. We're back from our summer break. My name is Tom Mayhew. I'm a comedian. I'm here with my very, very good friend who is the, the snooker man himself. He's king of the bays. He is the real god of snooker. He's the real goat. In a way, this is the best podcast with a comedian and a real snooker player there is. Take that WST. I'm here with <laughs> the brilliant. It's it's Joe, the Ebdonator Haddard. Well, thank you very much, Tom. Good evening, Hazel, and good evening, everybody at home. It's wonderful to be back. Probably the seventh time we're recording this. Is that is that fair to say, Tom? Um, I believe, you know. and, and this is very poor maths from someone who claims to be a maths teacher. I believe it's the second time, Joe. And the I second hope you time. Teach your, I hope you teach your students a lot better than that. Well, yeah, I think some of them would beg to differ, but yeah. No, it's good to be back. Uh, it's been a long summer, obviously. A bit more of an extended break for us than, than some of the other snooker podcasts out there because obviously over the summer, Tom, funny people go and do Edinburgh Fringe and apparently, according to your job title, you are... A, a so-called funny person so how did how did edinburgh fringe go for you it was good mate i missed you i, I wanted you there i wanted to do a live <laughs> podcast but you refused to yeah, come up this year well, i know i had a busy summer to be fair very busy summer did you find any snooker fans in in edinburgh though that's the real question i found two whole snooker fans <laughs> well that's two more than that's here you know Two well, more than that. Well, oh, right. Uh, no, sorry, we are snooker fans. right? Exactly, okay. Joe, exactly. But I found two people. So we've now got four snooker fans in the world. I mean, that's pretty impressive. I'd say... We've doubled it. We've doubled the popularity of snooker. I'm not saying that WST should hire us and give us an official podcast. <laughs> no. We're not bitter about that at all, either, are we? No, no. But what you, you were telling me uh, about... A snooker, particular snooker fan in in Edinburgh that wanted you to do a snooker show at Edinburgh Fringe next year. Yeah, someone kept trying to say to me, "Oh, you should do a show about snooker at the Fringe." And I, I tried to explain it was a bit too niche. At Edinburgh, the average audience for a show is apparently about. I think four or five. <laughs> right, okay. So almost more popular than snooker. Yeah, we, we'd struggle to get the average audience with a with a snooker show. I think. That's the problem. But no, Edinburgh was fun. But before Edinburgh, Joe, I went all the way to Manchester and we met up for the first time ever. We did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously, we've known each other for many years, but um, that was the first time we'd met. And, and it was um, a, a bit surreal, really, because it, we were just doing exactly what we're doing right now, having a good chat, a good giggle, really, of lots of silly things. We played a bit of snooker. Um Tom was absolutely terrible, by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
I think I think Tom put the wrong eyes in that day. I, I hadn't played for about three years, and what you forget is when you've not played for a while. <laughs> is everything apparently? <laughs> Literally, yeah. I went. I was thinking, what is a cue? Well, he started. He, he he tried to break off with the rest. I thought that was the moment to leave. Uh, he had the extended spider out when he was on the cushion. Yep. It was, yeah. But no, it was very fun. Uh, we did actually get some clips, and I know Tom is planning on putting that up and embarrassing me at some point, because uh, I say Tom's terrible. You know, he's, he's he's probably your average punter at a snooker club. Yeah? Me, on the other hand, you know, I, I'm not very good either, you know. I... I, I I know Tom will probably say it's different, but... I think Joe is a future world champion. <laughs> world champion podcaster, maybe. <laughs> is there a podcast world champion? I mean, even in the snooker podcast world championships, I think we'd get knocked out in the quarters. With too many podcasts. <laughs> the yes, no, that, that does seem to be a thing since we started the trend, of course. Um... <laughs> There is a lot, and obviously we've mentioned it already, but uh, WST have their their own snooker comedy podcast now. They just seem to... These companies, BBC, whoever it is, they seem to come along and go, right, we've got a snooker player here who's not doing a lot. Now what we need is somebody funny that kind of likes snooker to go along with them, and they just mash the two together. And what they've come up with is um, a comedian, you know, you're more on the comedy scene than me. I'm not too familiar with his work. Um, And (laughs) Stephen Hendry, who (laughs) is perhaps... No disrespect to Stephen Hendry, but perhaps the most boring personality ever to Grace Snooker in his heyday and was famous for it. You know, him and Steve Davis, they were ultra serious, didn't crack a smile, didn't give anything. And it's quite hilarious that he's ended up on a snooker snooker comedy podcast. Am I wrong? I I will say the comedian in question does follow me on Twitter, so... Oh, okay. Sorry, you can cut that out, Tom. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that the comedian in question has definitely ripped off the idea uh, of the Snooker Loopy podcast. But I will say, if Stephen Hendry starts referring to people as, you know, Ronnie the Rocket Sausage, <laughs> and well, we'll know if they start talking about David Lilly as the the the, the Tyneside Sausage, you know. Um, then we'll know for certain, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just seems weird because Stephen Hendry actually has quite poor knowledge of the lower echelons of snooker. So um, I'm going to find that quite interesting if they do start talking about David Lilly and uh, the likes, shall we say. Uh, although I suppose you'll know him from their, their seniors days when David Lilly won the World Seniors title, so... One thing I did notice, and I'm going to keep offending people in this podcast, one thing I did notice in the Shanghai Masters was just just how much Ronnie O'Sullivan has aged in the last couple of years. And... Uh, what I mean by that is uh, I saw I had a vision of 
old Ronnie. And it was it was a bit of a moment of like, oh, wow, he is coming to the end of his career. Uh, it was quite weird. Obviously, John Higgins has, has, has looked like John Higgins for about 10 years now. But Ronnie, I think, has kept his youthful look, I guess. Mm. But that tournament, I don't know why, he just looked looked his age. I mean, I don't think it helps that after winning that tournament, he started saying that he was preparing for death. (laughs) Well, aren't we all, Tom? Aren't we all? Oh, yeah, that did make me chuckle. I think think my exact words were, I was reading it on BBC Sport and I just turned to to Rachel and uh, I went, Ronnie's a nutter, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> I want none of that stuff left in me house. I'm preparing for death. <laughs> oh, he's funny. It's one of those where I, I went, I read it and I went, I really hope this is going to be your joke for a while. I hope for six months, just Rob Walker's going to be like, that must have been the biggest victory of your career. And him just going, nah, I'm looking forward to death really, Rob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it probably didn't help that he had his head shaved. But uh, yeah, it was just one of those moments, and, and yeah, it was it was quite surreal, really, because I suppose we're all in a little bit of denial about <laughs> Roddy eventually retiring, um, and and I suppose the same is true for Higgins and Mark Williams as well. And Hendry, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely in denial. He should be retired. Like, everyone was like, oh, he should come back. And then within a year, we're like, why has he come back? What's going on? <laughs> it's so funny how people's tune changes very, very quickly. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just hilarious. I mean, we should say, Ronnie is still world number one. So, you know, he, he might look a bit older, but he could still definitely have another 10 years in him, I'd say. Yeah, well, if he wants to. I think that's always been the thing with Ronnie, is if he wants to. And maybe that's where Hendry and Davis... Well, I suppose Davis is the anomaly in all this. He played until he was in his mid-50s because he wanted to play. Um, And he had the odd run in a tournament. And, you know, Hendry had only just dropped out the top 16 in 2012 when he retired. So maybe had he persisted for a few years he'd be in a much better position now than he is um but yeah you know it it is amazing what the the class of 92 have been doing and and to be fair not just them a number of players in the rankings you know we talked about before Fergal O'Brien still playing on the tour um you know Ken uh Anthony Hamilton as well, uh, Joe Perry, of course, Mark Davis, so many players that are 50 or over or just a, a little bit beneath 50 Mark, Mark King, still playing Mark it. Mark King? Uh, uh, do we still count him? Is he still playing? Well, I think yeah, I think you mean Joe King, Tom. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, you know, but it's also quite a bit worrying for Snooker that we've still got so many of these who would have been retired mm. 20 years ago, yeah. still at the top of our game. And 
yeah. So it's good to see Brussel coming through, and I think we are starting to see the change of the guard now. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if within three years we're at a point where the top 16 is very different. We have multiple different new winners um, in the in the enclosure and, and seeing far less of O'Sullivan, Higgins and Williams winning tournaments. I'm not saying they won't be winning tournaments in three years, but I don't think we'll see them three of the four semi-finalists at the World Championships, I'm going to be honest. The worrying thing, Joe, is that some people would have said the same thing ten years ago. <laughs> well, I, I, I always remember, I think it was about 2009, um, BBC did a feature at the World Championship and it, they, they had some, I guess, journalists, snooker journalists, predicting what their top five would be in five years' time. And I think all but one had said, well, Ronnie will be retired by then. <laughs> so they had the likes of Ding, unknown Chinese superstar, um, Judd Trump, potentially, you know, in that, that top five. I don't think anybody really thought that even the likes of Murphy, Robertson, Selby, they'd still be going after so long, still right at the top of the game. Uh, it's it, it is quite an amazing generation for the sport, I suppose, and it is a cliche. But I don't think we'll ever see the likes of it again. I don't think we'll see this crop of players with this level of ability and presence in the game. I don't think that will happen again. I think we are living in the golden age of snooker. I, I genuinely do. I mean, I think yeah, you're, you're probably right. You know, you, I mean, if you look at the players with um, the most centuries and the most one four sevens, and it's all players who are still there now in the top twenty, isn't it? So it's yeah. crazy, yeah. really. And you can always say there's more snooker now, but yeah, um, <laughs> and <laughs> they're still miles better than most of the players from the nineteen eighties. Um, and yes, they were they were personalities and and brilliant in their own way, and and were very important for snooker. But this current crop of play, I think you could name about twenty players that are currently playing that have had a major impact on on the way snooker has played. Mm. To be quite honest with you, and most of them would be the best in their field at something. You know, um, a little bit like. Neil Robertson is probably the best long potter in the game. And Sean Murphy has the best sparkly pants in the game. (laughs) (laughs) That is a title he wears with pride. Oh, man. It's a, it puts a totally different meaning to twinkle in the eye, doesn't it? Oh, twinkle somewhere. I don't want to see it, mate. I don't want to see it. <laughs> twinkle in the behind. <laughs> <laughs> As he's bending over for his shot. Oh, that's where the magic happens. <laughs> Poor Sean Murphy. He always gets bullied on our podcast, doesn't he? Well... He brings it on himself. <laughs> well, no, I think, it, it, I think it's interesting because he does get a little bit of stick from snooker fans generally, but a part of it is yeah. because he does yeah. like to put, put, go on quite a character. And if you do that, people will pay attention to you. If if you're if you're under the radar, they'll ignore you. But if you do come out wearing a sparkly trousers, then yeah, people will comment on your sparkly bum. Yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> You're very right. You're very right, Tom. 
Oh dear, that's funny, isn't it? But I, I do have a, a bit of news myself, Tom. Oh my actually. god! Uh, Should we make a one four seven? No, no, no. I, you know what? I, I have played the grand total of once, no, twice since our match. Um, but I have entered a snooker tournament. <gasps> Is it the World Championships? <laughs> no. Well, it might as well be. Um, it is a charity snooker tournament at the Hazel Grove Snooker Club. And we've realised when we met up that the snooker club I go to is literally called Hazel Grove. And we talk about Hazel all the time. How did how did we not mention that on the podcast? Probably because I don't want all you lot stalking me. But yes, I am there uh, on Sunday, this coming Sunday. Um making the numbers up I think making the numbers up I don't I don't think I will be particularly successful but I thought I'd throw my hat in the ring anyway can we follow it is there a live stream or anything like that don't think so but I will I will update us all in the next podcast will there be a um, a live score update on the official World Snooker Tour webpage well you know what if there was it probably wouldn't work so <laughs> oh <laughs> Take that world snooker tour. Sort out your website. It's crap. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And and honestly, it was okay before. It was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they've done. <laughs> really, don't know what they've done and why they've done it. I want. I want. Do you know who you're playing in the first round? No, the draw is being made at eleven fifteen on Sunday. So we've got we've got to arrive for eleven. I mean, there might well be Gary Wilson. There might be David Lilly. No, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think there'll be any. I don't think there'll be any uh, big players there. I think that there's somebody called like five nil Gary or something. Um, what? Yeah, something like that. And he, uh, well, he apparently beats everybody five nil. That's uh, that's uh, the the joke. Uh, he's in it, so you know if he's in it, then he's probably going to win. But we shall see. I'm just having a little look on the uh, Facebook page. I don't think there's anything in there. So when did you last play in a tournament, Joe? This is, this is, this is quite big for you, isn't it? Well, I mean, the last time I played, my last competitive match, if you like, Tom, was against Elliot Slesser, so there you go. Oh, and he retired That was you. my last... <laughs> well, I just, just haven't entered a snooker tournament since. Tired you for ten years or so, and now you're coming back. <laughs> it's the big comeback, yeah. You know what, Tom? It's been about fifteen years. No, maybe more like thirteen years wow. since I've played in a tournament. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I am just expecting to be trounced in the first match, but I'm going there for the experience, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes, and hopefully, you know, it'll be the first of many. I know they have a snooker league as well, so. Um, I'll be looking to to join up with that, and fingers crossed, we we'll uh, we'll pot some balls. I mean, if I can pot balls <laughs> on the on the table at the Crucible in front of Hazel Irving, then I think I can probably pot some. Yep. This weekend, just take we that see. spirit with you, Joe. Take that belief. Take that spirit. Do it for Hazel. I just imagine John Parrott himself is watching me. Yeah. And he's saying, oh, I've not seen much of this player before, but he looks good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully none of them think I'm Stephen Lee. One of the uh, one of the kind comments of my video um, that I posted on YouTube was like, oh, Stephen Lee's back on tour. 
I think that was very harsh. I thought that was because he's very he's remarkable for being unremarkable. So <laughs> and no one could ever say that about you, Joe. Uh, exactly, exactly. No, that was a harsh comment. You're nothing like Stephen Lee. <laughs> when you sell your cues on Facebook, you do post it to people. I, well, yes, yes. And when I say I write a book, I write a book. <laughs> so how many how many how many people are in the tournament? Well, uh, I paid my entry a couple of weeks ago, and when I did that, there was uh, about. 10, 12, I think, on there. Um, it's £20 entry, which is quite steep. But £10 is going to charity and £10 going into, like, a, a prize pot. Um, so that there will be a prize. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't have much information to give you. But I thought I would share that news with you. Well, put your uh, score predictions below. Like how how far do you think Joe can get? Will he get to the final? Will he win the tournament? Will he crash out in the first round? Let us know how you think Joe is going to do. Is Rob Walker going to be there to introduce you? I hope so. Yeah, I very much hope so. I'd like to think he just turns up and goes. I need to introduce someone. I need to. <laughs> you know what he's like. Uh, yeah, I'm not really bothered about trophies. I've, I've kind of sold quite a few of them. Really. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want any sort of memorabilia left by the time I'm sort of 70 or 80, like, especially when I'm dead. You know, I'm, I'm preparing for death. You're decluttering now. I'm preparing for death and trying to come at peace with it. And part of that is I don't want no snooker stuff like waistcoat cues. It's just all going to go. It's going to be an easy job then for later on, later yeah, on in life. Yeah, yeah. Fifth Shanghai title yeah, now, though. Yeah. Cue the music. For this cue the music. Hazel. Though, for, for Hazel herself. I thought, because last episode we went with Peter Devlin. I don't think we chose a very good song by Peter Devlin, Joe. Uh, so today I'm going to go with Peter Devlin again. Go on. I've got another song by Peter Devlin. I'm excited. Man's Long Pot, it's called. Man's Long Pot, eh? A bit like the song Man's Not Hot. Do you know Man's Not Hot? Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, um, I'm a bit worried now. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I was excited. Now I'm not. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that bodes very well. Man's long pot. Man's not hot parody. Mm. You didn't tell me it was a parody. Well, I mean, it, it, apparently it is, Joe. Apparently it is. Um... Uh, here we go, then. Got my snooker cue, make one four seven, quick max, quick max. Every day on table twenty six, twenty six, doing line up, line ups. See your action there, that action's uckus. Uh. When the ting went fluke, 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 you man are lucky, lucky. Old tight Ronnie, my brother, he's got the scoring. Old tight Devlin, big tings, he's kind of boring. I pop, pop, pop all the shots, playing like Hendry, Hendry, John Higgins, hold tight my fried chicken. Boom. In the club playing like pros, I'm one of those You man thought I froze, froze. I put a long ball then I pose, pose. When I'm in the balls I score, score. Ha, look at me roar ah. What? You numpty? I score more time for encore I tell a man's long pop, long pop. I tell a man's long pop, long pop The girl told me no player safety I said babes, man's long pop hmm. I tell a man's long pop I tell a man's long pop The girl told me no player safety I said babes, man's long pop ha. 
Tick to me, ha ha. Marco Foo Foo. Well, who knew Mace Windu could uh, play snooker, eh? <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, that's... Uh... What do you think of that, Joe? You know why? It wasn't the worst song we've listened to. <laughs> it was uh, surprisingly average, actually. Wow. Uh, it was quite good. It was it was rhythmic. Yep. Um, it was very related to snooker. Mm-hmm. I like the name dropping of Ding Junhui and <laughs> Marco Fufu and <laughs> um, Joe Trump. And Ronnie, Ronnie was mentioned a couple of times. John Higgins' chicken or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was fun. I, you know what? It, it had the it had the fun element of a snooker loopy. Obviously, nowhere near the co- the, the the quality, but it did have the snooker related fun, yeah. which I think was quite nice. Yeah, I did think this one was better. I thought it was not taking itself as seriously as, as some of the yeah. songs we had. I thought it was. Um, I mean, it's what you want from parody. You want it to be quite funny and quite silly, which is good. You don't want it to be really earnest and really, you know. I think we've said before, if you name check snooker players, we're on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No. What would you give it out of ten? Um. I mean, I liked Martin Wallace. He was good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether he's some sort of legend of the snooker amateur scene that we don't know about or not, or whether it's just a random bloke. Well, I thought it was Samuel L. Jackson. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a compliment that is for that man. <laughs> well, that's it. I was like, what's Samuel L. Jackson doing with a cue in his hand? This young American player. Peter Devlin made a made a music video down at his snooker club, and he's got the real Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we haven't had Samuel L. Jackson on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'd give that song a seven because it's quite fun. Yeah, I'll 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 agree with that. Seven out of ten. There we go. It's better than last episode for Peter Devlin. He's he's on the up. He's on the up. He's on the rise. Yep. <laughs> yep. Unlike his stinker career. Oh. No. oh, sorry, Peter. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Imagine if you listened to this, Joe. You just gave him a real boost with that compliment. <laughs> you said his friend looked like Samuel Jackson, and then stick to the day job. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do like Peter Devlin. I think he's. Uh, I think he's somebody that that world snooker should use more. Yeah, you know he's he's a ready-made snooker content creator. Go get him making content for you. I just don't get it. And he can play snooker. You you know he's not. He can pop balls. He can do all of these things. He can entertain. He can sing. I, I just think it's a real missed opportunity. And I, yeah, but anyway. There we go, man's long pot. It was better than I thought it would be. You'll be singing along to it later. Yes, no doubt, no Marco doubt. Marco Fufu. Yeah, I'll be thinking about Marco Fufu all night. <laughs> John Higgins chicken or whatever. <laughs> John Higgins chicken, yeah. Move over, Kentucky Fried. <laughs> we bring in John Higgins chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, JHC doesn't quite go uh, as well as KFC, though. No, but I could imagine John Higgins dressed up as the Colonel. 
Yeah. Uh, Deary me. Poor John. Poor John. He's not the butt of the joke enough in this podcast, actually, so... There you go. Because he's been he's too busy with his uh, spinning classes. Yes, yes. I don't know what that is. In my head, when I first heard it, I thought it was just him spinning around in the gym. <laughs> like, well, no, it's not uh, spinning the cue ball around the table. <laughs> um, I think it's isn't it not is it not exercise bikes like oh it might be yeah. is that not what it is that's what i've always assumed it is maybe somebody that is you know more gym friendly than me and tom could could let us know in the comments maybe john higgins himself will pop up john how you doing brilliant mate how are you you're looking good <laughs> tried tried mate tried but you're looking fit Aye. Well, it's funny you should say that. I, I know it's another snooker podcast. Um, one of the, the people doing it really loves John Higgins, and uh, I think he'd sent them an email or something. Um, what? John Higgins sent it because he's not on social media or anything, but he'd sent them an email and um, was talking about, oh, well, was just saying how much he appreciated the support and Aww. all of that. It was, yeah, it was quite nice. I mean, I'm a bit worried because the, the people we big up the most are. David Lilly and Stuart Bingham. And I think David Lilly will be scared by it. Um, whereas Stuart Bingham, the, ep- the our last episode was called Extra Large Stuart Bingham. And I, I'm worried that he would take that as us taking the mickey out of his side. <laughs> well, I wait until what, we've got the one called Bingham's Hot Tubs. <laughs> <laughs> if we did uh, every episode was just named after a Stuart Bingham thing until yeah. he responded to us <laughs> and then we just did it for another player until <laughs> they responded that's quite a fun idea actually okay we'll start it from next episode we'll do themed episodes All right. around players okay I'm on board. Do you have a cue the laughter for me, Joe? I do, actually. It's not something new to you, but I think it might be new to the viewers, is what I'm going to say. And um, just something that reminded me, before this podcast, Tom asked for my address. Mm-hmm. No idea why. I'm possibly assuming there's some crap coming through the door at some point. No, there's a, a Stuart Bingham uh, stripper gam. He's on his oh way. Oh, God. Dear. And I really, really, really hope it is not the Steve Davis bed set. What <laughs> <laughs> you wanted it, Joe. However, something that Tom sent me a few years ago, in in addition to the uh, Kellogg's Dennis Taylor, was um, an old Spectrum game, Sugar Manager. And I thought, (laughs) I'd I'd just seen it on my shelf and I thought, oh my God, actually this is a really weird thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did play it on my channel actually once uh and it was so much fun it was so much fun it it was made in the 80s i think about 1986 uh this game was made and the idea is that you're i guess the barry hearn of the 1980s and you're managing these snooker players and i mean on the back (laughs) these are literally the words right features telephone booking 
celebrity matches, club matches, club tournaments, results, 40 professional players, 20 major tournaments, world rankings, view rounds, bank, loan sharks, gambling, ball by ball match. (laughs) And that's only the left hand side. On the right hand side, we have training abilities such as potting, safety, positional play, consistency in form. Highest break, tournament break, prize money, name editor, injuries, <laughs> save game option. There you go. And uh, the uh, tagline is Masters of Strategy. And uh, when I did play this on my channel a few years ago, uh, the, the person that made this actually commented on it, which wow. was a bit of a, a bizarre experience, actually. I'll try and find it for you, Tom. Um, snooker manager uh, and this this video got over 2,000 views which I think is quite impressive uh, let me see what makes the game quite interesting is the fact that it was in the 80s and there's not been a single game like it since in terms of snooker yeah but there's been a big boom in terms of like football manager or cricket captain or F1 manager but there's never been another snooker manager yeah yeah I mean, funnily enough, um, the guy was called John, and uh, he said, many thanks for the end. It's very entertaining review. I can't imagine some of the things I must have said in that review. Um, I wrote this game when I was still a teenager back in 1989, so I was a bit off. Apologies for the spelling of some of the names. (laughs) (laughs) I was a huge snooker fan in the 80s and saw the success of games such as Football Manager uh, by Kevin Toms and thought I'd adapt the concept of snooker. I can't remember all the surnames of the players. Brackets. I, I was advised not to use surnames to avoid the legal issues. I do remember cheekily putting John J O N in the top league as that is my name. Um, I put a ridiculous amount of effort into the detail involved in the skills of each player and spent a year researching playing styles. Sadly, I don't think that is seen by just numbers and a ball moving. With your commentary, the game takes on a whole new life, though. Keep up the good work. Oh, what a lovely comment. So there you go. I just thought, you know, it's not necessarily a funny thing. It's a weird thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's something funny about that era of video games where a selling point is, oh, you can look at results. Yeah, 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 I know. It's just bizarre. Telephone booking, I mean, what? <laughs> that was, that was the, the top one. That's what they that was the top one. That's uh, what they opened with, telephone booking. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, fantastic uh, thing to have. And, and, and thank you for sending that over as well. Um, but I thought... Another thing, not necessarily cue the laughter, but we were talking about Hazel Grove Snooker Club mm-hmm. and there was something I found and I thought uh, you might be interested, Tom. Okay. So I'm going to send it over to you and you can watch it and uh, see what you think. God, what have you sent me? John Virgo here. I'd like to say hello to everybody at Hazel Grove Snooker Club, all the staff and regulators. I know you've been doing a great job in these very difficult times. Uh, we can't believe what happens in life, can you? I was due to do a, a tour with Ronnie, Ronnie O'Sullivan, after he won the World Championship. Of course, all those dates were cancelled. Remember Hazel Grove uh, very well. It used to be an old stomping ground. And I'm sure you're all aware that Alex Siggins used to live in the area. So, uh, yeah, we've got a bit of snook history there. And, of course, Hazel Grove Music Company used to do the pool tables all round. But, uh, yeah, it's all a bit of a... Well, 
we're in the sort of twilight zone at the moment, so uh, keep up the good work. Hopefully we'll be out of this soon. And remember, where's the cue ball going? <laughs> oh, bless him. That's lovely. <laughs> I mean, very weird. <laughs> but why? No idea. I mean, it was... It was during the pandemic. I don't, I don't exactly know why. Um, I mean, did they pay for it to just? I mean, maybe, maybe it was a cameo. I don't know. It says to... frills on it. Is that a cameo type website? Frills, yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's on multiple cameo websites, uh... there we go, Joe. You play at uh, one of John Virgo's old stomping grounds. Old stomping grounds, and apparently Alex Higgins used to live here. <laughs> Never knew that, but... How did you find this, Joe? Were you just Googling John You know what? I have absolutely no idea. Not a clue. Not a clue how I found it. But I did find it one day, and I thought, I'm going to... And it was just when I was scrolling on the Facebook before, when I was looking at that, I I remembered that that it was there, so... Oh, good old JV. JV. No, very good. Very good. Amazing. I mean, I hope he's in the tournament you're playing in. <laughs> Hopefully he's commenting. <laughs> I mean, he, he seems to know the area, so... Well... In his lovely pink shirt. Could be our MC. Our MC John Virgo! Joe, can you... To psych out your opponents, I think you should just do a <laughs> a John Virgo impression for the whole thing. He's looking a bit tense here. What's he doing playing this one? Has he missed the one over the pocket? Just do that. Commentate on them as they're taking their shot. Uh, well, I might win the tournament if I do that. Either that or you'll get disqualified. But either way, it'd be funny. It'll be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> be worth it. Watch the cue ball. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Could just do with a cucumber sandwich about now, <laughs> topped off with plenty of salad cream. <laughs> oh, that's a great find, mate. And they've only got—they've not got many subscribers. Hazel Grove. We need to—we need to boost them up. Clearly, you need to do a collab. <laughs> collab, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Three snooker, three subscribers, or no, three snookers. Yeah. Well, it'd be quite cool if you could change the name of what a subscriber is. What, to, like, club member or something? Well, yeah, like uh, three snookers, you know. Yeah, um, yeah that would be, be nice. cool. That's a good idea, Joe. <laughs> well, I'm available all night, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Beer or snooker, a loopy, bum, 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 bum. That's good. Well, we got anything else you want to cover, Joe? I don't think so. I'm looking forward to the season properly getting started. Obviously, the ITV tournaments will be starting as of next week, I believe, um, with the British Open. So I think this is where it starts to really kick off now, and we have snooker almost every week until Christmas now. Um, Then, of course, Christmas comes and goes, and then it's the build-up to the big one again. So it's going to be exciting. Um, I'm sure we'll be having plenty of discussions uh, about all of those tournaments and getting right back into it. And who knows, maybe we'll get a new snooker game announced in the next few weeks. Who knows? What do you know, Joe? What do you know? I don't know anything. I promise I don't know know anything. 
I don't know anything. I need to get uh, John, the snooker manager, on it. I'd love them to make a new snooker manager game. I think they should. <laughs> just for me and you. <laughs> you on the front cover, dressed up as Barry Hearn. Yeah. Captain Goodspeed, snooker manager. Captain Good... Mm. You're onto something, Tom. If only we knew how to make games. Right, if anyone knows how to make a video game, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be too technical, just for the first one, the start of the franchise, all we need are 20 professional players... Uh, results, telephone booking, uh, <laughs> it'll be text booking now, it'll be emails in the new one, Joe, it'll be a whole new world. Snapchats. Yeah. Snapchat booking. Yeah. TikTok booking. You'll go, oh, your player's yeah. been offered a spot on Stephen Hendry's YouTube channel, do you want to do it? Well, you can't really put on the back, uh, booking on X, because <laughs> uh, I think people might get the wrong idea. Elon Musk for president. <laughs> that's what's that, uh, that's what's ridiculous. Just one one final tangent yep. to our circle. Yes, um, that's what's ridiculous. Elon Musk will probably one day be president. the 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 precedent has been set by Donald Trump, so he probably will be president one day. I'm good. If we release this and it happens. When it happens, we'll be the new Simpsons. We will be the, about time. This is going to be the podcast. We'll be the new Simpsons. Yeah. Good. I look forward to that day, Joe. I don't. Actually, I don't look forward to that day. It'd be awful. But at least we get something out of it now. Well, it's been fun, Joe, as always. Yes, a pleasure. Best of luck for your uh, tournament. Thank you. I hope you don't draw Elliot Slesser again. Oh, for God's sake. Can you imagine if he did? Imagine. Uh, he's going to get beat this time if I do. Honestly, if it's him, I will absolutely 100% every shot. Oh, I really hope it is. That would be great. <laughs> Imagine the story. You know what, Tom? My last competitive match was against Elliot Slesser again, and this time I beat him in the final yes! to lift the title. Yes, that's what we want. There that's what we want. That's a, that's a sneak preview for next episode. Here we go. Let's see if that comes true. <laughs> I mean, I could just lie, couldn't I? I could say that that, that happened. <laughs> Nobody will ever know, except John Virgo. No, that's true. Lovely. Well, we'll be back probably much sooner next time because we're going to get back into the swing of things now that everything's settled down and calm. And we're going to find out if Joe becomes the Hazel Grove world champion. <laughs> I believe that's what the tournament's called. Yes. I won't have it otherwise. That's what it's called. The Hazel Grove World yes. Championship. The the Alex Higgins Hazel Grove John Virgo Championship. Hannard against Slesser in the final. Virgo on commentary. Match of the century. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>